0: Hello and welcome to the Sound of Design with Mark and Dan and uh, we are extremely happy that uh, you guys have joined us and uh, are hanging out with us today so uh, as we get uh, into uh, these uh, these video episodes uh, they've been a lot of fun and we've had some great feedback and so I uh, just want to remind everybody to check out our uh, YouTube page and uh, go ahead and uh, share those reels and, and things like that. So really, really, really do appreciate it.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm ex I, I've been it's been pretty awesome just seeing the views that we're getting. Um but I think we need to start doing the like the crazy thumbnails like I was telling about like the
0: Hey
1: <laughs> you know something like that. Maybe that'll get us more views.
0: There you go. Tell there us you what go. you think. Well uh today we're gonna talk about uh home offices um, and we may you know, branch out a little bit into uh, some areas that are kind of sort of related, but it seems like the uh, big part of what a lot of folks kind of struggle with is putting everything together, and the office just becomes this purely pragmatic kind of an approach. There's almost no design or thought put into it, and so I think we want to – we we probably won't do, uh, you know, can't talk forever on a home office, but I think there's some things that we could probably touch on that would improve specific aspects. So if you've got an issue with, you know, uh, glitchy Zoom calls or, you know, problems with uh, certain devices not working correctly or things like that, you know, we can't go super deep into the specifics, but we might be able to give some general principle as to what might be going on there. So... I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's going to be very helpful. So, Uh, Maybe to kick us off, um, if your internet went out, could you do any work, Mark? (laughs) Ooh, no. No. Not even close.
1: (laughs) No. I mean, uh, and the thing is, is where I live is apparently, like, in a valley. It's not. But uh, my cell service, my wife has Verizon. I have AT&T it's like we get like one bar if we're downstairs so sitting here in my office that I'm in now I might get two bars if I'm lucky so even connecting to a hotspot it's there's no work getting done i got to go somewhere right
0: yep so in our home office and i kind of want to start here because it is really the backbone of absolutely everything that we do uh especially post covid everybody's working from home now um Let's do maybe like a, a quick thought process or thought experiment. Where would you start a client thinking about how to connect to the internet and what are the practical things? You know, do you do Wi-Fi? Should you hardwire? You know, uh, do you put it your network jack in the floor? Do you put it in the wall? Like, how would you kind of start that conversation when thinking about the home office?
1: Sure. So. Uh as we've kind of talked about in previous episodes about networking, um hardwired is always best. If you have to do Wi-Fi, okay, but hardwiring is preferred. Why? Cuz A you're going to get the speed that you pay for or pretty close to it depending on, you know, peak times and other things like that versus Wi-Fi which is 50% or less in most cases of uh, speed. Uh and it, because it's been taken off the Wi-Fi you're going to you're going to make your Wi-Fi network more robust so the devices that have to utilize it can utilize it without being interfered with. Um, so when we're talking about pre-wires way back in episode one or two, whichever one we talked about in pre-wires, um, we talk a lot about cat cat six and Ethernet. So uh, if you're building the home office, and your desk is going to be against a wall. Put a Cat 6 there. If it's going to be in the middle of the room, put a Cat 6 in the floor. Um, if you're going to have a printer, if you're going to have something along the wall, separate spaces. Run multiple Cat 6s there. It's just going to make your experience better with you know minimal effort, so to speak. And, and as far as especially if you're pre-wiring, right, you're talking pennies on the dollar to get those cables where they need to be.
0: Yep, absolutely. And and that's part of the reason why I think I want to start there is because you can start to unfold the design as you kind of work out from where the internet starts. So if the network is got to go to a computer and that computer is going to be on the back wall and so is your printer and, you know, so are some of those other devices, you know, you may want to consider putting in what's called a network switch right? Something that gives you multiple Ethernet ports. So that way you can plug one into your pre-wire and then you can plug your printer into the next one and so on and so forth. And I think that becomes your computer into the next one. That becomes one of those uh, sort of hubs, right? Yeah. And I I think the, the nice thing about that is that no matter what devices you're going to use nowadays for your home office, almost all of them are going to require some sort of network. Um, And so just putting that switch in place seems like a really simple thing and really easy thing. But if you don't think about it and you don't take two seconds and go, oh, yeah, we should do that. And we should probably have a power outlet right next to it so we could plug these devices in. And so then you got to think to that next level. Maybe I should have a surge protector or a UPC, something like that, that you could uh, maintain that connection the whole time. So all those things now start to stack up. And so before you know it, you've got five pieces of gear. (laughs) I've got the printer, I've got the desktop, I've got the switch and uh, I've got a UPC and like, where does all that stuff go? Well, we should probably find a spot for it somewhere in the room. So we kind of have a clean design. Maybe we can put it in a cabinet, that kind of an idea. Um, yeah. You you mentioned uh, very briefly, there are some devices that have to be on Wi-Fi. So let's say I have, uh, you know, one of the new MacBooks or a very nice, you know, uh, cell phone. Yep, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to have Wi-Fi, right? Can't can't hardwire the device, you know, laptops and things like that. So um, what device would you put into that switch that would give me the best, uh, strongest possible Wi-Fi signal?
1: Sure. Sure. I mean, it, wireless access point for sure is going to be your best bet, you know, based on, um, you know, getting you the best coverage in that space. Now, you know, we've talked a lot about these devices over the past several months, and, you know, it may not be the best placement if you've got one in the room next door, but in a lot of times and a lot of homes here in Tennessee, especially offices are usually at far corners of the house. And depending on the access point used, I usually try to 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 have a triangle of of Wi-Fi distribution u- utilizing those access points. So it ends up going in the office in most cases anyway. you um, know I say triangle just because it it's it's easy in most of the houses here, but again, it needs to be customized to your space.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when you say triangle, you mean the placement of the different access points, right so, If I've got a bedroom on one corner and I've got a bonus room upstairs and I've got the office on the opposite side, then we're kind of creating this triangle effect of uh, broadcast and of Wi-Fi access points. So you can sort Mm -hmm. of imagine no matter where you go in the house, you have access to your wireless connectivity. And uh, I would also like to just call out real real briefly – Going back to the networking episode for a split second, there's that 2.4 and 5 gig band, right? And now we have, um, with Wi-Fi 6, a 6 gig band uh, that has just become available as well. And it's not really being utilized by a ton of devices, but it is still available. So um, as you start to think through putting in that network switch or that PoE switch, as the technology changes... And as the needs change and as the devices continue to upgrade, because these are the kinds of devices that are going to be replaced every couple of years, these are all chip driven technologies. These are the ones that are always going to be updated constantly. Um, you're going to want to think about um, how you can uh, keep those swappable. So permanent installation may be not a good idea in some cases as much as... Um, flexibility in terms of where your equipment's going to be installed and where it's going to ultimately live. Right. Right.
1: And, and when I say triangle, like just to kind of, you know, emphasize not necessarily just like top down, like, Hey, two at the front and one in the middle and the back, I'm talking like 3d space too, right? Like maybe one on the bottom floor, maybe you have a second floor, maybe you have a basement, you know, so we can kind of place those depending again on the access points we use. And like there are certain access points like the new Netgear ones that we sell that are all designed to be kind of in line with each other and in view of at least one of each of theirs so that they can kind of communicate properly. So um, again, a lot of options out there. Just kind of wanted to clarify that.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, as we kind of move into uh, a new hybrid work model, a lot of folks Um, have to work from home, and they are on some variation of a Zoom or a Teams call uh, on a routine basis. Um, So from a computer standpoint, what are some of the things that can help improve that experience um, that uh, you might want to look for if you're looking at maybe getting a a new computer?
1: Sure, sure. So you know, I'm utilizing a desktop here currently, and I utilize that for many things. I mean, obviously, recording the podcast is is one of them, um, but, you know, I have an interface that my computer connects with, so having, you know, multiple USB ports that can do both 2.0 and 3.0 were important based on the transfer rate that I needed for the devices that are connected, uh, as well as, you know, needs for the cameras that I use. Um Outside of this, I do some uh, gaming and some uh, other uh, graphics based design work. Uh, So, having a higher end video card was important to me. Uh, So, uh, I think this is a 3090. Obviously, you upgrade these things every six months. So, it's hard to stay up to date with them. But, you know, kind of designing a computer around your space is very important. You know, we. do have some experience selling computers in in a retail environment and a lot of folks come in and they usually you know say oh i'm just gonna watch youtube or look at emails but and a lot of times a lot of times they're buying a computer that isn't robust enough for them so um, designing that computer around
0: your space in my opinion is very important yep and you can think through i think some of the things like do i want to have another monitor It depends on your workflow, right? So there are some questions that you can ask yourself like, yeah, I want to be able to see a dashboard of six or seven things, and that all needs to be up at one time. Well, you know what? Maybe we should think about where a second monitor or maybe even a small TV should go in that particular home office. If you want to watch the news while you're doing your work and other things and you want to have that on in the background – and you may wanna send the video signal, right, from your computer over to this television or to this other monitor, well then yeah, it kinda makes sense. We should think through the ports that are on that machine and let's just make sure, hey, there's an HDMI out. As simple as that seems in one sense, if you don't think through that step, then you end up stuck because you've bought a machine that doesn't have that. And now you got to buy the adapter, and now you got to buy this other cord. And then before you know it, you've got this long cord that's hanging out, and your office looks junky, and we've gone back to the utilitarian, and we've lost this concept of design, right? Yep. It's yep. like we we shot ourselves in the foot before we ever got started because we didn't think through what we were trying to do. Um, exactly. Now you did mention, um, and I'm glad that you did, uh, that you use an audio interface, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, that you do, uh, obviously we're doing the podcast. So like we, we, <laughs> you're seeing our faces, uh, from a camera. Yep. Um, yep. so, uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about what an audio interface is, uh, sure. and what some of the benefits are of using an audio interface?
1: Sure. So, uh, uh, Audio interfaces are, are typically used for um, utilizing better quality audio components to record or output from your computer. So or the, for instance, I'm using a Shure SM7B to record her into my interface, which then connects via a USB-C through my computer. Now here we're using a, uh, a specific uh, uh, recording software that uh, allows us to both be remote and uh, kind of be together on the same screen but think of the pro audio world like pro tools or or um, you know any of the other ones out there uh, it allows you to record into that at a much higher bit rate and higher quality just to giving you higher quality sound um, and i mentioned output as well typically those devices have output so you use the the better quality audio outs of those devices depending on know again the functionality maybe you're going into some recording monitors or a better pair of headphones or a headphone amp right yep so
0: absolutely so it's a little box right just to translate that allows your sound to be better both signal coming in and signal going out and so Uh, I don't know about you, but I love to listen to music when I have to do paperwork. It's one of those things, and I think we've said it on previous episodes. It's actually one of the times I listen to music the most is when I just have to you know, churn and burn and get some stuff out. So having that better audio interface, sometimes it's called a sound card if it's uh, actually installed into uh, your computer. And so if you're building your own PC and you're like, oh, yeah, I got to put a sound card in it, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, and then going to the microphones um, and the connection types, you know, I've seen some of these uh, like USB microphones and things like that. They do a nice job, um, but the audio interfa- interface allows you to go to, to that next level. And so this goes along with the presentation. Do you want to be a professional? Do you want to, you know, come across a certain way? Or is it okay that, uh, you know, we're just kind of doing, you know, the, the bare minimum? And I know that sounds Mm -hmm. kind of mean to say in in a sense, but it makes a big difference if your whole livelihood is now based on your ability to communicate digitally. I don't think it's unfair to say, no, you should invest into that appearance the same way that lawyers have to put on a suit and they have to stand before a judge and they want to show respect. We have to show up in the digital space to do the exact same thing. So you really need to put that on your radar to make sure that you're going to present the absolute best way that you that you can
1: yeah 100 percent. and i also think you know one of the things that that you know a lot of people don't think about and obviously you and i i think have a little bit not on purpose but just kind of who we are but your background that you're going to have behind you is important um so you know obviously i like a certain band that i don't think anyone's <laughs> answered the question of yet um <laughs> Uh, And I've got these cool fancy lights that I can turn on and off and make them change different colors, which I'm not going to do that right now. But, um, you know, kind of creating that correct environment for what you're using it for is important. Um, And I know there's been plenty of calls. I was on a call last week uh, where a guy had two Panamax M5400 power management uh, line filtration devices there behind him. And then he had like four monitors on the opposite wall. And we're like, dude, what is this guy doing? And he's like, oh, I just I need all of them for work. I'm like, you're you're helping us. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, I just split them all to different monitors so I can work on multiple things and support you guys. Cool. I want your job. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I say that I've got four screens in front of me and an iPad and a two phones. So I guess that
0: uh, <laughs> we're, we're right there. there but, <laughs> <yep>. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, and and I agree with you. Thinking through the monitor uh, concept is uh, one of those that, you know, it makes your environment because I think that's really where we're going, right? It's the environment that we're in that leads to the productivity. And if we don't get the environment right and we feel out of balance, then we can't do our best work, which means we can't do our best for our clients and our customers. And and that's really what it comes back to, right, is making sure we're doing the best work possible. So we need the yep. tools to make sure that we're doing that. Um, yep. And, and I do think the... Uh, idea of getting a better quality camera it's not like you have to go crazy in in terms of those things but that makes a, a substantial difference uh, in the appearance and so as you kind of think through now all the different extra components you start realizing well maybe I should have a desk with a couple layers right maybe I should have that extra keyboard that sits on the little rolly thing that comes down from the bottom of the desk so you're gonna think through your desk maybe a little bit differently um, and all of that, again, going back to it, work with your designer, work with your integrator to make sure that you've got the correct wires and cables necessary uh, to make sure that everything plugs in and works the way that it's supposed to. Um, so cannot stress, uh, stress that enough. Um, yep. okay, okay, if I was worried about my data and I was worried about uh, where I was going to store said data, What's a simple device that I could add to a computer or to a a home office that would allow me extra storage? Sure. Um,
1: There's several options out there. Um, You know, I don't know, QNAP makes them, Synology, but essentially you can create your own server um, that uh, will utilize multiple hard drives that you can, you know, kind of. If you want, put on a VPN and give yourself your own cloud access, so only you can access it. Um, I've got, you know, one of my best best uh, buddies down here. He built a complete Unraid server, not just for cloud backup, but also for uh, media storage for his home. So he you now and and put a lot of the the physical copies of movies that he had into his and into that system. So he has. Multiple uses for one box that he keeps locked in a server closet, so nobody can ever get to it. Yep. And honestly, I know where it is because you know I helped him with it. But you know, anybody getting into his house, you're not going to find it, which yeah. is kind of cool. <laughs>
0: well, and it, uh, the reason I bring it up is because you think about adding an extra hard drive, right? So you can store some data. Then you start thinking about all the things that you may want to have on that, and this may change the design of your office. Right, so let's say that you had a security system with cameras that go around the perimeter of the house, you want to be able to see them. It may make sense to put your NVR or your network video recorder into that office space, and a lot of them will have an HDMI output that allows you to go to a monitor or TV. So you start thinking through. You may want to pre-wire for having a space where you might put a small rack. You may have some of those things local. And as we've added more and more gear, you start thinking about it. It's like, all right, I went from four to five to six to now we're getting close to seven or eight, maybe even 10 devices. And so you need a place to put those things. And it really does in the ultimate expression of a home office, right? You start to realize like, oh, no, you could very easily right get to a place where you may want to put a small shelf system or a small rack or something similar uh that sits in the corner that allows for all this equipment to to work and to function correctly um all right let's say that uh i want to put a uh turntable in my office i've seen a lot of guys do this oh. uh, are there any <laughs> Uh, are there any turntables or there, uh types of turntables that you might recommend uh if I just wanted to do something pretty clean and uh pretty simple?
1: Yeah. So uh I actually used to have one in my office. I I don't anymore. It's it's downstairs on my main system now. But the cool thing was is that um you know, we kind of passed over it with speakers a little bit, but you know, I had powered speakers in the room at the time. Um and uh they actually had a um i used a phono uh preamp connected that and then connected directly to the speakers so i didn't need uh any amplification because the speakers already had it built in fast forward to now i have passive and you know i would need a receiver and the turntable you know because the receiver would need to power the speakers however there are a couple options out there um from project and from Macintosh uh, that have turntables that have amplification built into them. So if you like the sound of passive speakers over powered speakers depending on who you are um, you know if you like that passive that passive sound but you don't want the extra receiver you get the uh, the Macintosh um, turntable with the amp built in and boom you're good to go. you put your vinyl on. You turn it on, your volume control's right there, and you're good to go.
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad that you went there, and I was hoping that you would because um, those types of turntables, whether you do one with a built-in phono preamp, right, going to those powered speakers, or you do one with the amplifier built in, uh, means that you don't have the extra boxes. And so in an office, which is typically a smaller space, where that space is at a premium, uh, but you still want to do something, Um, then uh, this becomes one of those options that makes a very quick and very clean uh, type of uh, an experience. And there's not a lot of wires. There's not a lot of extra cords and cables and things that you have to worry about. And I'm reminded, honestly, of a story uh, for a a client of mine that we've done a lot of work for, honestly, uh, very extensive. And his main listening room is his office. And It's kind of genius because whenever he brings clients uh, over to the house, it becomes a great talking point and it becomes something that they can kind of connect and really, you know, build a lot of rapport and build a real relationship um, because they're talking about music. They're talking about something that they both enjoy and things along those lines. Um, And so even if you have a little bit of a bigger space, it might be a good idea, especially if it's client facing. To put something a little bit nicer in, don't be afraid of going to an integrated amp and a turntable and a nice pair of speakers, and you know, give folks the uh, correct experience about who it is that they're going to work with and the type of things that they can expect. Uh, especially as we continue in our gig economy and people are you know working from home, it's like you have to invest into the into your space a little bit in order to uh, make sure that clients feel comfortable. Um, and so I think it's one of those things that uh really does kind of uh it's it's not just a a nice to have it becomes kind of a need to have um depending on how you set some things up so
1: correct and and definitely if you're listening to this check out the MTI 100 Macintosh integrated turntable cuz it is amazing sweet it is sweet <laughs> it's got tubes it's yes.
0: cool that thing is uh i'm really excited honestly some of the things they've done recently um, over the last few years, I wasn't a huge fan of, and, but at the same time, I think they're trying to really bring that brand into the future. And, uh, some of the, the most recent additions have been absolutely, absolutely stellar. Really, really, really happy to see what they're doing.
1: I agree. So, I agree. I mean, it it's kind of goes back to, since we're on it, goes back to, uh, they really do focus on the home office office. I mean, they've got, um... A couple of new products, uh, I say new, new products, they've been around for a little bit, but um, they are essentially two-channel uh, systems in a box. Yep. So it's a, you know, probably three and a half, four foot wide box within the center. You've got the cool Macintosh logo and some meters um, with speakers and then a woofer built into the bottom of the base of it. So it's designed to sit on a shelf, but it's designed to give you a premium experience. It's, uh, and they actually have a Grateful Dead one that's out right now. Which, I mean, awesome. I'm not a huge fan of the the Grateful Dead. Like, I'm not, you know, the biggest fan out there. But uh, it's it's a awesome specialty piece. That uh, yeah, if you like it, uh, definitely check it out as well.
0: Well, and I <laughs> so it's funny because. As you're saying that, I'm thinking back to like some of the places where I've seen Macintosh in movies like the John Wicks and the Departed and, you know, some of those things. And it's like their brand just uh, just sort of gives off this vibe that is unlike anything else. I don't know how else to describe it. There's just something so otherworldly and so classic at the exact same time um, yep. that they kind of uh, managed to accomplish. That's not to say that other brands aren't good. I mean, I, there's there's plenty of different options out there, but they just really do capture not just sonically an amazing sound, but also just an iconic look. And so it dresses up the office, right? It dresses up, you know, are you going to spend a bunch of money on a, a very nice desk? You might as well spend a bunch of money, quite honestly, on, uh, on a very nice stereo uh, to go right along with it. Um, so it really yep. does kind of go hand in hand.
1: Yep, yep and everybody needs a ps2k powered subwoofer just look it up it's uh two thousand watts it's like thousand pounds check that out too there, there for you your home for your home office for your home office <laughs> <I'm kidding>. okay
0: <laughs> all right well uh i want to ask a quick question uh do you have any uh new demo tracks that you would like to share mark <laughs> oh goodness um I know I've yeah. thrown you I've thrown you on the spot.
1: <laughs> no, no. I mean honestly, um you know, uh I may have mentioned the Midnight uh, at some point in time, but they're been they've been one of my favorite bands to listen to pretty much all the time, whether I'm trying to get hyped up or relax or anything along those lines. It's you know, electronic meets actual drum instruments meets guitar meets saxophone. Um and one of my favorite songs to demo from them is, uh, um, goodness, uh, dance, dance by yourself. Is that what it is? Going? Hold on. I'm going to look it up here yep. just so I can remember it. Um, goodness, uh, dance with somebody, Good Lord. Dance, with somebody. dance by yourself, dance by yourself <laughs> is the lyrics. I was just thinking dance with somebody is the next line. <laughs> i should have thought of that um but no it's a fantastic track uh it's got all of what i just mentioned in it uh especially in the the saxophone kicks in uh it's it's hard to beat um one of my favorite another favorite album of theirs uh for me to demo is a lot of the tracks off of endless summer um which is uh one of their earlier albums but um some great tracks on that one. Um, and a sunset, vampires. All very good yeah. stuff. Yes. So I'm not just saying it because it's a great album. It's great demo content.
0: Yep. Well, and uh, I'm going to take folks to uh, David Geta 7, uh, which Ooh. is an older uh, 2018 release. And uh, David Geta, as a producer, does uh, work with a lot of other artists. And so you'll see. You know, him featuring, you know, uh, a ton of folks. Um, and uh, there's something about that whole record. Like, I could call out one song. I don't need to. Uh, because you could put that thing on and just start to finish, go to town. And his production quality is truly, truly on another level. Uh, just all sorts of ear candy. Really, really well mixed. Um, you know, amazing vocals. And uh, if you don't like one track, you can always... There's so many different options, quite honestly, that there's always something that you can find. Um, So definitely check out uh, David Guetta. All right. Um, Well, uh, this has been The Sound of Design. With Mark. And Dan. And uh, again, we are really, really uh, grateful for all of you guys uh, watching and listening. Uh, Please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, if you want to uh, reach out to us um, via the sound uh, more than happy to uh, help with any of your design needs um, so uh, we can do some consulting if you just want to bounce some ideas off us please feel free uh, we're more than happy to uh, to help and uh, we will see you guys on the next episode